Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Achtung Rural, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the world-famous Acton Millwall, uh, the real Millwall fan show, soon to be hopefully sponsored by Husky Chocolate Milkshake. Hey, if you're listening, you know what we want. Ten cases will do it. Um, plenty to talk about this week, including uh, just a brief, brief, brief look back at the uh, defeat against Derby, a look ahead to the weekend's fixture. Football is back. Just plenty of talking points as well. As well as a new segment on our show, Phil Collins' IT Corner. <laughs> Phil Collins? <laughs> Phil Clark. Phil, Clark. Phil, Phil Collins Phil is the, Phil Collins. the, ex, the extra Phil from Genesis. Phil IT Corner. Phil Clark's got his own IT Corner. <laughs> Phil Clark's IT Corner um, is, is our new segment for this week. Uh, joining us after sunning himself, living the dream. He's had the tanning oil out all day, ladies. He is crisp as fuck. Yeah, he looks like a young Des O'Connor. It is Nick Hart. <laughs> greetings, greetings, dear listeners. I, I go orange. I don't go brown. I go orange. <laughs> There you go, Des. There you go. Are you going to give us a bit of your dicker dum dum? <laughs> we <laughs> move on. Move on. Michael Hayden. Michael Hayden, also known as Scalat, the man with uh, with with a thousand appearances, just not on the pitch, mate. After that two was it two minute cameo? It felt like two minutes on Saturday. How are you, pal? Dobri Virtue listeners, I'm very well. I'm sweating. I've turned my fan off in my bedroom, so you've got optimum sound quality here. So uh, I'm going to request a drinks break halfway through this podcast, (laughs) much like the current football. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so looking back, of course, we we talked on the post-match one about Millwall 2, Derby 3. Plenty of tweets in. Thank you for them. Plenty of emails as well. Nick, shall I give you some of the... Nick, go on, Nick. Go on. You, you read the emails, mate. Go on. Well, it's... You know, we've covered the game relatively um, well last week. So these, these are just follow-up emails from, from Dave Collins and also from Mike, our grumpy old man that listens out there. So a big shout-out to Dave and to okay. Mike, the grumpy old man. Um, I mean, both making very similar points. Um, but some extensive stuff from Mike but it's, it's, it, I think it boils down to a lack of a crowd and how much of a, an impact it's having on particularly clubs like the Lions where you know we really do feed off of the the, the, the roar of the crowd and it was the thing that was missing last Saturday wasn't it boys I mean it was it was just such a I mean football generally I don't know what you've made of the um, you know the kind of 
restart football thing generally, but it does have this, um, I saw it described as, as the Toulon tournament, the summertime holiday kickabout kind of feel. And it's very hard to shake that. And I thought we, we were stuck with that last week. It was not, it was, it, you know, we, we need the crown. We're not going to get it, unfortunately. It's, it's a worry. It's been weird, hasn't it? Um, and I think the team that Neil Harris built was kind of all about the fans and, and their input. And you would all, he would always kind of talk about the fans to the players, especially in like post-match and pre-match. And, you know, we're going to do this for the fans. The den's going to be sold out. And suddenly, you know, not to have that, I think it was pretty evident to see um, during the game, you know, for example, going 1-0 up, usually we would probably go on to sort of win that quite comfortably, I'd say, with fans there. But that wasn't the case, was it? No, I mean, it's, uh, so Dave's email sums it up really well. I mean, mm. we are an adrenaline-based side. We're an yeah. adrenaline-based club, Mike. And, you know, it's always been so. Um, it's probably the reason why we, we, we love it so, um, because it's all about the... Uh, the theatre of the moment, isn't it? The fact that, you know, you, you, you shouldn't be beating these bigger sides and yet because of the home advantage, we were always in with a shout. And unfortunately, that's our, our secret weapon or not so secret weapon taken away from us. I mean, the the, the occasion of Wayne Rooney come running out of the den ought to have been high theatre, ought to have been pantomime. And in, yeah, it was very, very flat. And he had a chance to, to show what a player he really is. Um, on a normal Saturday afternoon, that wouldn't have happened. I think we've, we we really suffered with it. Um, I don't know. There is no answer. I don't know what the the way to deal with it is from Gary Rowett's side because this ain't going to change between now and the end of the, of the campaign. And as we said on last week's shows, you know, there, there's a huge amount on the table. But it, we have to find a way to to play in this very flat, very dead environment. And I don't know what that way is for us. To be to be frank, no, I am. I have no idea. To be honest, I mean, clearly the crowd noise played no effect because you just know it's fake, don't you? Uh, um, you you were there, Aaron. Um, it was it was it was irritating. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just really sort of yeah. But the start of the game, I mean, I was watching it on, on iFollow. We'll, we'll come back to iFollow later. Um, but the way that the two teams entered from different parts, I mean, the, the Derby team were based in the sports centre next door and they kind of wandered in um, mm. around the back of the away end. Uh, they didn't play Roy Green, I think, Aaron, am I right? No, in, no in I saying? can confirm there was no Roy Green, apart from the goal music, which returned. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, with two teams wandering in from different directions, it felt like we were all at the, the local park, you know, and um, one team's got changed in that set of cars over the back there, and this team's got changed over here, and they'll just have a kickabout. And, you know, I, 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 it's, it's, it's a strange end to a season that probably, in fits and starts, has promised bits and pieces over the course of it, and we were certainly left on a high from that, that win up at... Nottingham Forest, but it it felt very anticlimactic. It's probably the true Millwall finish, isn't it? To finish on the biggest anticlimax, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mean, my um, grumpy old man talks about managing our expectations and and actually um, not castigates us, but picks us up on our optimism on on the previous shows. We shouldn't be optimistic, says Mike, and I think he's probably got a point. Um, this will test Gary Rowett, I think. I mean, yeah. You know, he's come to us with a reputation and, you know, to some extent, I think managing in front of a middle crowd, I know some people find it difficult, but it should be easy because you've got the most um, committed of home, home support and it's a powerful weapon. Mm. But somehow this, you know, this is where he's going to be found. How good a manager is he? Because it's as dry as, as, as the desert at the moment. 
That's right. Yeah. And, and I think to his kind of quote post-match, you know, he said, we're a team that thrives off the energy of the crowd. I think actually to say that, you know, just sets it out for everyone to see that, you know, maybe we will struggle during this period of time. But um, but then again, should, should Gary Rout have really been saying that? Because I personally think he made some terrible tactical choices in the game at Derby and perhaps he's deflecting some of the blame away from himself on, uh, you know, the Leonard scenario and, and, and so yeah. forth. I don't know what you think, chaps, about that. I agree. I, agree. I think mm. he was too late with everything as well. Mm. Like the Bradshaw sub was too late. Just the, the introduction of um, Mahoney as well was too late. Scalak, don't really know what he was, he was doing there. Um, it was just very strange playing Leonard as sort of a 10. Mm. I mean, I know sort of the team's crying out for creativity, but Bradshaw's the obvious answer. Unless we don't know something, maybe he wasn't fully fit. I'm not sure. But it was just, it was just very, very strange. And then the defence, they just looked very flat-footed mm. at times. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, agreed. It was just it, a bit weird. That's this what hasn't been he got through. That's why Sibley was able to do what he did. I'm actually watching Derby again at the weekend, so it'll be interesting to see if he can do the same thing against Reading, who are another very well defensively organised team. They're not the best on the attack, but they're a good defensively organised team. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on against them. But to allow him the space and the freedom to do what he wants is just criminal, absolutely criminal. Mm. This hasn't been said before, but I think we missed Alex Pierce <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I think naturally we would have probably played a back five had Pierce been fit. Because if you look at the way Derby played, was the way that they got free for all of those three goals was some intricate passing, you know, in our final third. Um, and they dragged Hutchinson Cooper around a bit. So if you'd have had a sort of narrow back five, you know, an extra body in there, we could have defended a little bit better so I think we probably you know, missed Pierce from that I think he would have played if he was fit and we wouldn't have played that formation no I mean we seem to have struggled with injuries I mean although we've had a 14 week break from football somehow we'll contrive to come out of that 14 break 14 week break but no I mean somehow we've contrived to to come out with a less than fully fit squad you know I mean I, I, in my naivety I, I thought we now we've got some players back available that weren't available to us when you know, when, when the break began. And yet, you know, Ben Thompson's not fit. Obviously, um, Mason Bennett was never going to be available, but Alex Pierce not being around, and we seem to have a defensive crisis. And, you know, I suppose, um, I don't know why I thought maybe we'd come back with um, pretty much a near-fit near squad. Yeah, players out of position, though, in my opinion. You know, we've t- touched on Leonard, and I won't kind of go on to that that was just a baffling decision to, to play him in that advanced midfield role. And I think, obviously, that's Ben Thompson's natural role, in, in my opinion. And who's the most similar player to Ben Thompson? In my opinion, that's Jason Malumbi. You know, an all-action player likes to get up and back, creative, tough tackling. He would be a more natural option for that advanced central role. He's more nimble. You need someone, yeah, exactly. feet, someone who's technically there. Exactly. And so why has he played Leonard there? Surely you would switch the two. And actually, Leonard was playing quite well in that flat four before he got injured this season. He started to play some of his best football in that role. But he's just switched the two two positions, which, yeah, I, I couldn't understand that one. And then the less said about Woods, the better, I suppose. I mean, you know, um, interesting point on Gary Railway. I mean, he, he hasn't come in for much criticism since he's arrived at the club. Um, but Mike, grumpy old man, described that as his worst ever game for us, or worst game for a Lions since he joined us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the you know decision making, the 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 whole thing just felt very rusty. Um, I th- you know, even myself sitting there watching the football again after a fourteen week break, it's 
it, it feels like you're trying to trying to get you know pushing a very heavy heavy cart forwards and, and get back into it. Maybe Gary Rowett's feeling the the effects of it too because he, he certainly wasn't as um, as canny as we would have expected. Possibly mm. the effect of Callum Davidson moving on. We, we don't really know what story mm. lies behind that because that seems to have been a strange little you know yeah. um, thing that hardly anyone's talking about, but. Um, it's just gone, you know, from out of, out, out of nowhere, and you don't know what what elements that that's um, that, what impact that had on last Saturday. So, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's quite Brian Clough, Peter Taylor, you know. But <laughs> no, but, I just, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think Adam Barrett's a good bloke to have down there. He's yeah, you saw Barrett floating around, you know, talking to some of the players during the the water breaks and whatnot. Um, I think a lot of it's down to squad rather than tactics. Um, again, Woods, I, I, I proper barked on, and I, I apologise to anyone who listened to that post-match one because I was quite ranty. Um, but Woods, for that money, jeez, mm. man, you can tell he is a Stoke City player. He's someone who's seen the pay packet and gone, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Is he, he overrated for you, Alan? I mean, overrated? Player. Overrated and overpriced. Massively mm. overpriced. Massive, massive waste of money, Ryan Woods enormous waste of money. Stoke are probably sitting there wondering how can we get this geezer off our pay packet? That's why they've shipped him out to Millwall. Why would you ship someone out to a team in the same division? Mm. You wouldn't. What does, Rauer, what does he see in him? Because if we're honest, he, he just doesn't seem Try to do anything. Try and give him an opportunity to, to, to show what he did at Brentford because mm. he was actually a good player at Brentford. But then I'm sure he was playing with Sawyers at Brentford as well, mm. who's, who's a very good player, Romain Sawyers. So... And and you know, let's be fair. The Brentford midfield has 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 been pretty decent, but at Stoke, he's been poor in a in a team full of sort of misfits, rejects. Call it what you want. He's come to Millwall to try and prove something. And at the end of the day, what what, what is he? Is he a mm. is he a holder midfielder? Is he a ball winning midfielder? Is he someone who's going to sit deep and actually ping a pass? Is he someone who's going to try and sort of break and get in late? What what does he do? What does he offer? I just don't get it. Because it, it, it looks like. Yeah, it is, because I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, but I'm running out of you know, patience, really, with him. But clearly, and this was the same as Malumbi on the weekend, I have been told to sort of sit in and not really get forward as much and not be that creative. So, you know, if, if Woods is being told to play this limited role, will we ever see the best of him? Probably not, because he's been told certain instructions and he seems to be sticking to them. Um, not sticking to them very well, I must add. But, you know, he's... He's not been asked to play an expansive role, has he? So maybe we'll never see the, the best of Ryan Woods. He made a few passes that would have the, the majestic tag attached to him in a, in a normal, you know... In, Champagne. In, um, yeah, but from yeah. deep, you know, the long, the long yeah. cross-field pass. If Jake Cooper had done it, we would have gone and collectively sighed. But I suppose because Ryan Woods did it, somehow it's got, um, you know, vaguely continental, um, you know, kind of arc to it in some way. But... I, I I don't know. I mean, I've I've not seen much from him. I mean, we we've, we've spoke about Jury Scalax. I won't I won't bash that one again. But you know, these are highly rated players, and as Aaron says, with, with price tags attached to them, and you you do wonder sometimes what um you know what strange world football inhabits when ineffective players because they've both been ineffective in different different ways. Um, how they acquire these these reputations and and um, you know pricings because it's very hard as a fan to see it, but obviously we're not in on the the inside of the football world. So what do, what do we know? We're just the poor saps that that pay the price to get into the stadium. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, Ryan Leonard. I, I he was starting to look effective before he got injured. Um, he was ineffective for me on on Saturday. Um, 
the, the forward role, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe it'll be effective if it's if it's used wisely. I, I, he was always a more defensive kind of um, midfield. Mm. We were pulled apart defensively on Saturday. So you know, I the, the problem for me on Saturday was 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 the central midfield and the and the, and the defence not being able to handle a couple of so-called intricate passes, which look like pretty mm. basic one-twos as they taught us at school. <laughs> well, I, just, yeah, I, I yeah. think, Nick, if, if players like Woods aren't doing it, players like, you know, um, Ryan Leonard aren't doing it, bring in some of the youth. Play Mahoney with, with sorry, play uh, Billy Mitchell in, mm. in, in the midfield. Give these players a chance and say, look, we're going to be rebuilding in the summer. Who knows what sort of like, you know, the the, the economy is going to be like in terms of football transfer fees and et cetera, et cetera. But let's be fair. Millwall's a club if you look at the grand scheme of things, they're actually pretty well run as a championship club, you know, by, by John Barrels and Steve Kavanagh. They, they've done quite well. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a chance of new players coming in, maybe freebies, maybe loans, who knows? This is a chance for someone like Billy Mitchell to go, right, you know what, give me a chance, I'll do it. Um, they signed Tyler Bury as well from Wimbledon. Someone who mm. played a few games at Wimbledon, they signed him, he stuck, he's been stuck in the reserves. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. I know, obviously, it's it's easy to say because you know, one bad game and, and whatnot. But are playoffs realistic? Yes, four points behind. I don't know. Something needs to change, though. Something you, needs to change. Yeah. But it's a question for both of you, Aaron and, and Mike. I mean, are the, are the playoffs still realistic? I thought they were mm. at 12.59pm last Saturday. I thought, you know, here we go. It's going to be a, a movable rock and roll ride. Um, and, you know, all, all guns blazing. But then we had this kind of relaxed Saturday afternoon at um, Bournemouth Beach kicking about the, the ball and in between the crowds and you know it's it, it doesn't feel like it's on anyone's agenda at the club now which which amazes me because you know in points terms we are still not far off it but it's going to be interesting yeah for Saturday Mike because would he would he go for Hayden Muller in defence and um, that's kind of yeah that we're not in the in the in the, in the mix well, <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And I think, yeah, again, with Rowett's quite odd comments, because he said, you know, what you might find for these remaining eight games is that some young players are going to get an opportunity. Now, that's great, but surely you would play um, your sort of best 11 or what we think is the best 11 if he really feels we've got a chance in pushing into the top six. Personally, I don't think we're good enough. Um, and also, I think that there's too many sides you know, chasing that sixth position. Uh, and there's some teams on some good form, like Swansea and Blackburn, to name two, who are, are looking like the sort of form sides at the moment. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if we lose, say, the next two or don't win in the next two, you might as well just have the last six games of just a bit of squad experimentation. Do you know what I mean? Mid-table mediocrity for us. You know, give the likes of Muller a chance, Billy Mitchell, Bury, as you said, Aaron. Um, so I think that's the case. But I think in the next couple of games, I'd like to see the, the fullest strength, um, just in case we can sneak up towards six, however unlikely it looks at the moment or it feels. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Act on Normal. I mean, Harry made a great point when I spoke to him after the game that there is no home, there is no away anymore, there's only neutral. Mm. So, you know, we we have to approach it in a different mindset to, you know, to our conventional Millwall mindset anyway. Um, I think mm. if we can't get a result at Barnsley uh, on Saturday, then I think it is time to start the experimentation yeah. with youngsters and bring in Abdul Malik, I think I saw mentioned on news at Dan and then Muller, Muller and, and so on and so forth. I, I just didn't see enough in that 11 that started last Saturday, which which amazes me, if I'm honest, because, you know, I know that Woods is on loan and someone made the point, are the loan players not wanting to get injured? Like, um, you know, Charlton's Lyle Taylor, for example, not choosing not to play in case he damages his prospects. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought Malumbi would have fallen foul. That Woods, I wonder about whether that's part of his consideration. But I can't believe it in the football world that managers aren't watching these players, thinking, well, if they're picking and choosing when they care, I don't want this kind of player in my squad because I want them switched on all the time, no matter what the situation. You, you look at it as well. The teams around. I mean, it's such a mix-up. It's such a brilliant league to watch. The championship. You've got Cardiff after that brilliant win against Leeds on Sunday. Blackburn are, are in, you know, decent form. Swansea are sort of like piping themselves back into it. And Bristol City are sort of, fall, the back end's falling out of them, you know. You've got Derby level on points now with Millwall. I think it, that is it. It's Derby up now. Um, again, just teams dropping points left, right and centre. And I actually thought that, I think it was Preston and Blackburn who drew. Blackburn beat Bristol City. Blackburn beat Bristol City. Yeah. Preston drew. And I think that was sort of a good set of results for Mill because look, three points off, um, and 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 there still is very much a chance. It's just, it's just yeah. How, 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 how sort of tight it's going to become. Being being Millwall fans, it could all change with a win on Saturday. Suddenly, we'll all be upbeat again afterwards, yeah. like, like we were last um, last Friday night or whenever we made the show. You know, um, it's. It, I just found the the lack of drive in that side on Saturday. You know, I think to, to have been beaten by Derby in itself, I mean, they're a decent side and they've got some decent players, so that can happen. But it's just the lack of, um, you know, the, the lack of drive as we were coming towards the end of the game. It felt like a, a Sunday morning kickabout and no one was really caring. And of all the things I expected to say after 14 weeks, quality, yes, you can always criticise a mill team for quality, but... But lack of drive shouldn't ever be a thing that that um, gets thrown at any any middle team. So, 
big big Saturday afternoon to come. That's that's for sure. Um, the other thing that struck me was that how poor the defence looked. I know that mm. um, Hutch stretched himself, didn't he, um, during the game, and and now is a is a question mark for Saturday. But prior to that, I just thought they looked very jittery. And errors are being made, and it all looked rather rather fractious. You know, I I, I found that odd. It, there was a strong sense that this is a bunch of blokes that hadn't met for a long time, and um, you know. <laughs> I know they haven't, but <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, it's a bit free uh, Yeah, and not it was very much out of character, wasn't it, for Cooper and Hutchinson to play like that? Um, you're two of our best players for kind of a long time, and yeah, it, it, I don't know what was going through their minds on the weekend. No, no, no. I mean, you know, obviously we've done we've done Saturday to death, but it's um, I think we were just out out. Fault with a th rather than my normal f pronunciation. Out fault on Saturday, which boxed or out rammed, you know, <laughs> which um, you know is, is is a shame. Whether that would have happened with the near full house, we would have got normally. I, I doubt, but that's that's the way it is. We uh, we haven't mentioned Jed Wallace yet, which is no. the first time in a, in a whole show. Where do you see him playing against Barnsley? Because I don't you know. You you don't see him starting. You don't see him starting, Aaron. Well, of course, of course. Obviously, with the lack yeah. of project, you know, you've got you've got to start mm. him. But again, since Villa, since those, mm. that that chat about Villa, he has just not looked the same at all. Mm. And I think a lot of pressure is put on him to deliver and to be sort of like you know that talismanic figure that he, that he is. And he's he's kind of he's just completely tailed off. And it's just, oh, it's just frustrating to look at. It's really frustrating to mm. look at. You know, sometimes the final balls really really poor. Um, yeah. Maybe Cav and, and, and John Barrowson will regret not selling him if that was the, you know, sort, sort of the the actual truth of the matter in January. Mm. Maybe they will regret selling him because I, I don't think I think Nick, you made the point actually in, in the post match one. I don't think a club's going to come in and go, yeah, ten million pound will have that. I, no, I really don't. Not, not on this form. Not on this form. But yeah, maybe we should try him in that number ten role against Barnsley. Um, yeah, behind the striker, giving a bit of freedom, free roam. Because as you said, his distribution on the weekend, I mean, was just shocking, wasn't it? Some are uh, crossing. crossing. I mean, oh, corners not beating the first man. It's, 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 yeah, uh, it was hard to watch. So, I mean, it was. I don't know. I mean, I think Jed. Jed like is like Millwall in the sense. I think he does feed off of the um, the roar of the crowd. He's 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 a. He's a player that has an affinity with the with, with the with the crowd, and you know, I, I, it is a shame to see him struggling, and he was struggling on Saturday. Um, partly, in my opinion, football is designed for cold winters days. You know, floodlights when the chill is in the air. It's not designed for soporific Saturdays in the mid July when you know the water break comes along, and it's all a bit like um, like an early round of a World Cup, isn't it? You know, it's mm. just not. This is not when the game was meant to be played, and I, I think Jed is a is a cold winter's afternoon man with a roar of the crowd behind <laughs> his back, and I think he's suffering like like we all are with it. Mm. I think he does carry too much on his shoulders. I think he is our one creative player. It'd be interesting to see if Mason Bennett is back in the side. I'd expect him to start if he's fit. Um, he does at least give us some some pace, and from yeah. what we look we've seen of him so far, he gives us some other. Um, you know, some other choice than just giving it to Jed and waiting for Jed to do something out of the ordinary. Maybe Mason can make something happen up front. Um, the other unforgivable thing on Saturday was the lack of spine to not maybe secure the lead and not keep it. And that's that's not promotion winning sides don't do that. So you know, I um, huge amount rests on on, on Barnsley FC the, the performance at Oakwell on Saturday. 
I think um, there, was, um, there was a note in here, Nick, uh, Mickey Modern asking about man marking Rooney. And that's actually a really interesting message because if you look at Rooney, he just dropped deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm. Sort of quarterback role, if you like. And he just fed him through. Um, I think personally, if Sean Williams is on the pitch, Rooney doesn't get to do what he did and uh, Sibley doesn't score a hat-trick of Sean Williams on the pitch. No way. No way. Someone someone posed the. I mean, Mickey Modern asks, "Should we a man marked um, Rooney?" And that's that's a good point because, although he's a very very player, he's not um, he's not the, the 17, 18 year old Wayne no. Rooney. He's, he's early thirties Rooney. So, you know, give him time and space, and he'll he'll exploit that, which is what he did. Um, someone else, I can't remember who it was. I saw online. I don't know if you saw it, Mike. Asked, should was that not um, was that not Ryan Leonard's role to go and get? get into yeah. Rooney and stick with him. Um, and probably I would have expected Rowett to at least had a word in Ryan Leonard's ear during the water break, saying, look, get on Rooney and don't don't leave him alone. But there was a there was a slackness mm. to it all. Um, it was. Very, very odd. But it's a good point. It's a good, good tactical point. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think Leonard knew what he was doing in that match, whether we're not trying to break past the final four or, or uh, you know, Mark, man Mark Rooney. I, I, I'm not sure he knew, so. No, no. But um, it didn't work very well. There's a reply. 26-16 um, says, I assume sticking Leonard at number 10 was on the basis he's hardly a creative or a goal scorer was to sit on Rooney. That was the story it was. And yeah. not let him dictate the game. And in bold, my highlights, I thought it didn't work very well. And no, it didn't, 16-26. It didn't work very well at all. And that's that's probably the key to the game, really, because, um, you know, both of the water breaks didn't seem... I don't know what you think of these water breaks, boys, but I, I just find them... Um, you know, destructive to the game. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was made a mockery of it. Was it the week before when Man City played Arsenal in the in the evening when it was thirteen degrees? I mean, yeah, why yeah. the hell do you need a water break there? Maybe it was all right on Saturday, but yeah, as you say, it disrupts the whole game. And actually, we conceded two goals very soon after those two water breaks completely switched off, didn't we? Whereas you'd have thought a water break would actually make you feel more refreshed and concentrate more. But that's Millwall for you do the opposite to what you would expect sometimes. But um, yeah, it completely disrupts it, and and it, and again, it just makes it feel like that. Um, yeah, that preseason um, kind of wandering about style. Friendly kind of a, exactly. A, did yeah. have the vibe of a friendly. To be fair, it did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great um, post by Mill Halfway Line I've put on the on the notes here, talking about behind closed doors football. Listeners, um, he describes it as uh, another night of behind closed doors football. Grown the sporting equivalent of a night on alcohol-free beer. <laughs> I think it's like that, isn't it? <laughs> I was watching the um, I was watching Manchester United last night. They brought five subs on all at once, which is like what you get in these meaningless England friendlies when they're playing. I don't know mm. Bulgaria in a oh, phone, yeah. and they bring on six or seven subs, and it's just pointless. You know, it just changes mm. the whole dynamic of. Literally, there's always one random in there. It's like it's a first cap for Ricky Lambert. You first time. <laughs> Rohan Ricky. Here we go. You know, it's an absolute random get to go in. So, you know, I, I know, I mean, I, 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 I'm wondering, I'm, I'm at the point now, I'm wondering whether um, the kind of points per game algorithm might have been a better way to settle the season because it's been mm. pretty tedious since it's come back. Um, there have been a couple of games on TV that I thought, well, that, that was a half decent watch, you know. There's not been much much worth the worth the name, there's, worth there's, of it. There's still plenty of action in the Football League, Nick. You're looking at that gentrified Premier League, mate. Oh, man. Oh, the We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Let's hope so. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. 
Oh, should we move on to Phil Clark's IT corner? <laughs> on the yes. iFollow. Well, this, this, I mean, this encompasses quite a wide subject of iFollow. Um, there's actually a fascinating article which Ryan's forwarded to us. I don't know if um, you chaps saw it, but it was it's yeah, about yeah. The, <clears throat> the potential struggles of iFollow um, because obviously it's, it's normally a fairly um, niche, it's certainly not UK um, used much, and, and it's more of a foreign uh, consumption on a yeah. regular Saturday afternoon. But there, 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 there are fears that it may struggle with all the 3 p.m. kickoffs on on Saturday. I, I have to be honest, I, I I found it okay last Saturday. I know that was a one o'clock mm. kickoff. I, I, I had no problems logging in, and you know reception was okay. How did you get on with it, Mike? Did you did you struggle? Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I just followed the instructions that the club sent, made sure I was registered a few days before, uh, and then, um, yeah, logged in okay. I just had it on my laptop and plugged it into my telly with a, an HDMI cable, um, which I thought was the easiest thing to do with, with my setup anyway. But, yeah, no, I thought it was fine. The picture quality was okay. The sound was pretty poor to begin with, I think. It was um, poor, yeah. Yeah, the tinny PA system with the crowd noise was making it a bit deafening, um, and you couldn't really hear the commentary. But I think um, that the team obviously realised that and turned them up after about 15 or 20 minutes, so it was a lot better after that. But... Um, I didn't have any issues, fortunately. Um, mind you, in hindsight, <laughs> wouldn't have minded some issues. <laughs> I, I, I put a little um, online poll. I mean, it's totally unscientific, listeners. But, um, you know, most people either had no problem at all um, or struggled at first, but they were then okay. The sound was certainly tinny um, at the start of it. Um, but then that just kind of miraculously sorted itself out about halfway through. Um, and some couldn't get in at all. And, I, you know, I, I know that, um, you know, Phil's obviously put out the notes online. And I, I think thank you to Phil for trying to help people because I think mm, it, yeah, is, yeah. it is a, a I, I did it, but and I, I don't consider myself particularly tech savvy, but I don't think I'm, I think I'm probably slightly above the average, if, if that makes sense. And I, I, I logged in second time of asking. I, I, it took me a bit to cotton on that my club login on the website was not the iFollow login, which is what you had to had to set up separately. But after after a fashion, I got in and it was functioning. I did it all in a week. I think there's a key point that not to leave it till just before kickoff, before you start trying to sort things out. I think that seems mm. to be a regular bit of feedback that that people have given us. Um, it's going to be interesting on Saturday. I just found the, the tweet is a journalist called Nancy, Nancy Frostick um, yeah. on Twitter. You, you hear it here, hear it here first. I follow will crash trying to cope with demand. That's one club officials fears over the EFL streaming service, which um, surprises me because, you know, we are in 2020 and many, many sports around the world, you know, major, major league sports of all types and descriptions, stream games, on demand and paper to view and all the rest of it. And you'd think, you'd think that I follow the EFL streaming service should be geared up for this. And it's, you know, they yeah. should be able to, to handle the demand that they've created for themselves, but it seems to be wing and a prayer time, you know, so we'll, we'll see how Saturday goes, but in the absence of any other method of, of watching these games, this is what we're, we're coming down to. We, we should be well. We're at one o'clock again on Saturday, aren't we? So we we should be all right because I think there's only two or three games at one o'clock and then more at three. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, we'll be all right again. But yeah, you're right. They've known for a while they're going to be you know providing this service, but um, typical Tim Pot Football League to to cock it up. But um, but there we go. I'm going to quote from Phil's notes he sent me, and this is 
um, this, this is diplomacy coming in now for listeners. Um, this is Phil saying, um, it sounds like the song, this is Phil talking. That's, um, that's the human league, isn't it? This is Phil talking. Um, I'd say seven out of 10 people I've helped so far um, fell foul of user error, and that's in inverted commas, user error, <laughs> rather than any technical <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, I, I, th- I, think, I think, I mean, you, you chaps might know, but I think a lot depends on the speed of your, your internet service, speed um, of, of a streaming um, ability, whatever the word is for that. That seems to be a major factor. But then it does come down to user savvy and, 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 and just a knowledge of the use of these yeah. kinds of services, I think. I, I, th- I think for all his help this week, Phil deserves his own jingle. Look for some like USSR style, style woman's I'll, I'll put one, I'll put one together for Phil. You know? This is... This is Phil talking. I might even lift that bit out of the human league. So. Yeah, do it. Do this it. Is, Phil, you this is Phil talking. <laughs> not not I see. all heroes wear capes, but they carry, you know, some keyboards and, ma- and mice. Just <laughs> I mean, in, in, fa- in fairness, the notes that Phil, I mean, and, and Phil has actually made the point. The reason I wanted to mention him and say thank you, because he's actually offered to help out anyone on Twitter if you get in touch with Phil. This is a big offer as well, because I wouldn't want to be making this offer personally to help anyone to get logged on on Saturday. Um, give him a mm. shout. Um, we'll, we'll add him in on the uh, on the, the show notes to so you know who he is. Don't ask me. Don't come to me. Don't come to Aaron or Mike. I'll go to Phil for your help desk requirements because I'm 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 ill suited to such such requests. But but Phil will try and give you a hand to get you logged in there. I think I think a big thing is try and do it beforehand. Give yourself a day. Yeah. Don't do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So um, there we are. I follow. I mean, just on the on the on the wider subject of I follow and club stream, and is one of the things I did pick up in Ryan's athletic email that he forwarded us. Mm. Um, there's the possibility that some clubs are breaking away from I follow and going it alone. West Brom are talking about setting up their own streaming service. Um, don't know how easy that is to do. Don't know whether it's financially viable for Millwall, but I mean, it would be. It, it makes it makes sense because the current iFollow service um, is is not all that really. Um, you know, oh, some amen. so the, the old one camera from you know no replay one camera on the halfway line view. I think is is poor when people are paying money to to watch it. But again, interesting um, fact is that you the, the clubs have to pay for a four camera service if they want it. The the one camera on the halfway line treatment the game apparently is what the football league will give you will give the clubs for nothing if they want a four camera job which would be two you know behind the goal i guess and, and one lower down they have to pay for that and i suppose they weigh up whether they're going to make more with the the bit improved service or you know just sticking to the uh the video camera on the halfway line following the ball back and forwards thanks to everyone who said that they wanted us to commentate on it as well that <laughs> <laughs> it'd be very dangerous. <laughs> very, very dangerous. That would be very dangerous. It's, it's actually um, it's an art form. Um, you know, I, I know I do the um, uh, when when we had football back in the old days when we had crowds in the stadium and I used to do my my in game um, you know spiel on, on into the recorder. Keep in mind, listeners, I edit that, so I cut yes. out all the bits where <laughs> I sound stupid or I say something I wish I hadn't said and. You know, I edit it to make myself sound intelligent. I'm not nearly as intelligent as I sound. You know, I, I, I do this to make myself look look good. Um, it's a, to the, the best commentators. I know it's always easy to laugh at the Coleman balls that, that people pick on, but it's a real art form. And you, you've done a bit of it, Aaron. I mean, you, it's not e- as easy as it sounds, is it? 
No, it's really not easy. I mean, um, with the sort of uh, invention of this app called Hot Mic, I don't know if anyone's ever checked it out. No. It gives people the opportunity to sort of comment out over games. It, it uh, links up with the TV as well, so it picks up where your TV is in terms of the stage of the game. And, you know, you get to listen to your favourite YouTubers commentating on games and stuff. But there's a lot of people who want to do it. But, you know, there's so much more to it than just describing goals like you would be in your garden. There's a lot of things on delivery, mm. on on pitch and, and, and sort of awareness. Plenty, plenty of things. Yeah, the analysis um, as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, wasn't, yeah, wasn't a lot of analysis going on during the uh, commentary on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that all obviously, yeah, you need a lot of research. It takes a few hours to get all that together, I imagine. There was some uh, there's some scathing comments about the comments. I, mean, I, I think it's. I nominate Harry to start up his own. <laughs> oh blimey! Can you? They imagine? would have to. Um, <laughs> they would have to do a five minute delay because he'd obviously continuously swear at Matt Smith missing an open goal or something. Go, <laughs> <"You fucking." laughs> well, this is it. This is it. You can't yeah, yeah. do that. You can't exactly. do that, and um, not not if you're doing it professionally. And it's 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 one of those things that um, and I don't do it professionally. I don't do anything professionally, thankfully, because then you can forgive yourself your errors but uh, when people are paying for your service you know you don't have that luxury so it, it just makes you appreciate how good the very best commentators on tv really are because, yeah. um, and, and on radio don't forget the boys on radio don't forget <laughs> radio five <laughs> lives aaron paul <laughs> thank you very much award winning job, mate. Award, award winning that's winning. right yeah that's that's, that's right that. honorable award winning <laughs> yeah um <laughs> that's very that's true. a harder job a much harder job on, on radio because put simply we we're not allowed to shut up we shut up, we get in trouble. You know, you know what? That's, that's one of the things. It's going off, off tangent, off topic now. But when I first met Aaron, he was at Love Sport Radio. And I was a bit, I was, if I can be honest with listeners, I've never done live stuff at all. I've only ever done recorded stuff, which, as I just said, gives you the, the luxury of um, edit and, and cutting out anything that you say that might be untoward in the moment because we're human beings and we say silly things in, in, from time to time. So when I first met Aaron at Love Sport and the thing that really, really struck me, and you just touched on it down, is you do not have the luxury of being quiet. You can't, you've got to keep talking and you've got to keep talking and make it sound coherent and not stop because dead air is what they call silence. And that's, that's, that's living death on, on the radio. You know, try it out for a second and it's, you, you just don't have that ability. So the thing that always struck me was how good you were at that because I put myself in your shoes trying to do that for a living. And I thought, blimey, that would be difficult. You know, you, you don't, you get the, you get the regular ad breaks, you get the news breaks, but um, you've got to be back at it straight away mm. from, the, from the moment the light goes on. I don't think you can teach it sometimes. It's just, some, it comes naturally to some and others just can't do it, can they? So uh, Aaron, you're fortunate. It comes naturally it's, to you, it's, my it's friend. It's called meandering, mate. It's called meandering. <laughs> it's, not, it's not meandering. It has a purpose. It's segueing in and out of things and meandering in and out of things. Um, it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy, but, um, no, well, it's not, it's, it's, always, it's, no, but I always work with good people like yourself, Nick, let's be fair. Let's be fair. I've always worked with, uh, with decent people. Uh, yeah. I, 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 mean, I could tell you a story where I worked with, okay, fuck it. Let's tell a story about a radio station that you and I met on Nick, but I'm yeah. not going to mention a name. <laughs> um, in one of the first weeks of its opening, this was when they did that. It was just after they launched. They uh, had recruited a, a pundit 
called Wayne Shaw. I don't know if you know Wayne Shaw. Do you remember Wayne Shaw, the Roly Poly Goal? Vaguely, vaguely remember that. Certainly United, Roly Poly Goal, he ate the pie and... Oh, yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, played, it was against Arsenal, wasn't it? When he that's had that it, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come yeah. out and he had to eat a pie and all that. Yeah. Anyway, they recruited Wayne Shaw to do their sort of Saturday afternoon goals as they go in service. So I was working for them at the time. I just left BBC London and I was supposed to be working with Sky. And look, the boss came up to me and goes, look, I really need you to do Saturday afternoon. Please, can you come in and do it? You know, come in for like two o'clock, do two till six. Please just come and do it. You'll be with Wayne Shaw. There's a producer, blah, 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 blah. Cool, fine. You know what I was like? Yeah. My agreement with him is I don't work Saturdays purely because I'm at games. So whatever game I had, I'm like, look, I can't do it. I've got a contract with these lot. I've got to do it. So fine. I've got down there. First and foremost, there's no producer. The producer has (laughs) disappeared. He hasn't bothered turning up. Um, Which is a critical role, listeners. You don't appreciate the It's a the very producer. critical role because yeah. um, they're supposed to be sort of feeding me stuff in my ears and all that. And yep. uh, it doesn't work. And then Wayne Shaw decided he didn't want to turn up as well. <laughs> and Just you. he got me um, a lady who won't listen to this podcast. She is an Arsenal fan, bland. Um... <laughs> And she, she runs a, a podcast, it's about women and football and all that. And great, that's, I mean, I've had loads of guests of women, but um, how do I explain it? They got her in, but she didn't know much about football. She knew a lot about Arsenal, but not much about football. And we were sponsored by a betting company at the time, so we had to you know, sort of like pick our games, like our game of the day on air. So I've turned around and I've gone, you know, West Brom versus Cardiff. It's a three o'clock kickoff at the Hawthorns. What's it going to go? And she's gone, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about West Brom. And I'm just like, oh, fuck my life. And then literally, I'm just gone, you know, I've just sort of like, you know, segued in and I go, you know, we'll be talking championship next, X, Y, Z, you know. Uh, Millwall playing Bolton Wanderers, Bolton fighting for survival. Millwall go. This was the time Millwall going for the playoffs uh, under Neil Harris. You know that, that mm. that's easy. You know Millwall, Millwall going for the playoffs, Bolton fighting for survival, and she's just sat there shaking her head and she goes, "I don't know anything about the championship." And I'm just like, I'm, I'm "What are you doing here, <laughs> mate? Forget that." There's the there's the, the the big nasty event as well, which is something which I'll. Oh, that's that's a that's a great one. You got you got to very, tell that one. Very, Can you tell very, that one, or are you still bound? Yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, oh, big nasty. The um, the uh, nasty, what is he? Is he is he is he, is he a personality? Was he a, is he a he's rapper? Full of what is rapper or something? Is he? He's full of shit. He's, he's you know I've been fortunate. I've got to meet. Uh, so there's that guy Michael Dapper. He does he does an impression. This geezer, Michael Dapper's. Um, I think he does that song. Man's not hot. And do you know what? Michael Dapper is highly intelligent. He's got a, a PhD, stupidly intelligent. This is a character he plays. I thought it was going to be similar with Big Nasty. Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> he's as thick. He's, he's, he's very, very thick. So we got a, a call uh, from a betting company called 888 Sport. And they pay Big Nasty a lot of money to do this series called Rapper to Reporter. So bless him. They got him in with uh, Barry Davis. What a legend. I paid to spend... 15 minutes with Barry Davis to sort of refine my commentary. And you've got this mug going up there going, oh, pop, calling him Pops. And I'm like, yeah. oh, jeez. Have some respect, yeah. This is like, wow, this is Barry Davis. One of so, the big names, that's right. Yeah. They've got him in with Barry Davis and they said, look, you know, um, you know, Big Nasty was coming to your show. I'm like, all right, yeah, fair enough. So we've, we, they've agreed a deal. Big Nasty's coming in. It's me, my co-host, uh, Jake Bubba Watson, formerly of... Uh, of, of now of TalkSport, uh, I believe. Jake. Now TalkSport, yeah, Jake Bubba. Um, uh, and they've basically said that uh, they need him to report on the game. 
So I said, look, we will, we will, you know, sort of ramp him up here and there. We, we, we'll put it on a plate for him. He just needs to stick the ball in the back of the net. Cool. The boss then goes across the road, buys a crate of red stripe and toes <laughs> and some Haribo. And, and, and I'll tell you what, Nick, you, you remember my producer, Paddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved to laugh, but sometimes he had quite a short fuse. Well, if it got and, in the way of his of his work, yeah. Yeah, right. he'd get annoyed at mine. And the thing is, you had your back to him. I could see his faces. And 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 for the first sort of 20 minutes, Big Nasty was eating Harry Bow. And literally, you could hear his... Oh, <laughs> no. All down these mics. That and then Cheetos. And he did not care. The dump button was being fired left, right and centre. You name it. Anyway, the game comes along. And um, I've, I've just, I've just got to actually go back to it. Five minutes into the show... Bubba and I have looked at each other and we've just looked at each other and gone, we're fucked here. We're in trouble. we got to do three, maybe four hours of this. If this goes to penalties, we are in trouble, pal. We're in big, big trouble. So we've done that. We've gone through a few bits and pieces. It's a fucking shambles. Nothing. And the worst thing is the studio is a little box. Yeah, and we've yeah. got camera crews in there. It's got two cameras in there, one panning on me and one on the other side. Then you've got all these lighting rigs and all that. Oh, I'm like, shit, a brick. This, isn't, this is not ideal. This is England, Colombia. You know, yeah. like, uh, it's an important game at the World Cup. Anyway, he's, I've, I've turned around to him during one of the ranks and I've gone, like, what do you want to do? He goes, oh, just like, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, just like trying to commentate. So I'm like, go on then, mate. Anyway, the ball's being rolled back to the England goalkeeper and he's gone, who the fuck is that? And I'm just like, what? And I'll just see Paddy going, no, no, we're not having it. We're not having it. Dump, dump, dump. And I was like, that's Jordan Pitford. He goes, who's he? I go, the England number one. And he's like, oh, all right, yeah. All right, yeah, cool. No problem, yeah. Mate, it was painful. And Big Nasty uh, announced on air uh, that he needed to go and smoke a Jamaican woodbine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least he didn't light it up in a studio that he didn't, been, uh... well, no mate he didn't do an Elon Musk yeah, <laughs> I, need, I need to have a Jamaican woodbine anyway um, this is where it gets interesting so my brother uh, is a magician Nick you've met him yeah. and uh, my brother follows uh, Big Nasty out my brother has, a, has an oily rag with him Big Nasty <laughs> mate my brother's standing there showing us magic yeah cool some fans have come up to him asking for a photo yeah cool my brother not Big Nasty anyway they've gone back into the building <laughs> And um, they've got into the lift and uh, the lift has gone up two floors to the second floor where this radio station was and it stopped. <laughs> and uh, my brother started phoning me and this is where the game had started. It, it got into extra time. Um, and my brother's phoning me frantically and I literally, I got to a break on the phone and I go, mate, I'm on the fucking radio. Leave me alone. I just hung up the phone. And then he texts me, goes, we're stuck in the lift. I'm like, what do you mean you're stuck in the lift? And he goes, actually, no, it's all right. The ironic thing is, is that as soon as Big Nasty walked out, me and Bubba have gone, you know, proper sigh of relief. And I've gone, yeah. you know what? If he don't come back, I'll be really happy. Really happy. And it happened. It was like a divine hand took care of him. It happened. Um, and little did we know that on the other side of the wall, Big Nasty was having a full-blown sort of panic attack. In the lift. <laughs> we had another producer called Rosie who was listening to the output with headphones on. She was sat in the main office uh, watching the TV and she's literally stopped, turned around, there's six fire brigade behind her and they've axed open the door. Um, the radio station was owned by, well, it's owned by a, um, a very well-known sort of intimidating figure in the media. 
um, not very liked in, in, in certain places up north. But um, I, we, we were shitting ourselves. We were absolutely shitting ourselves that easy to go, look, the lift's broken, blah, blah. But then again, I thought to myself, you know, what, what the fuck are you going to do? What can you do? The, the, the fire brigade did it. He's a broken get, get a celebrity um, out of the lift. And the next day, he insisted on telling the nation about how big nasty had broken the lift and how he was going to bill him. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a surreal experience. There's actually a video. If anyone actually wants to watch this, there's a video on YouTube. You can search Big Nasty Rapper to report. There's a little series, and the last one is, is Love Sport. And if you look at it, the way they cut myself and Bubba, <laughs> we make it look like this guy's like the next Martin Tyler. You know, literally. They made us do a thing at the end where we had to use football, um, football cliches to describe him. So I think I've just turned around and I've just gone, kids got potential. And I was like, right, fucking drop me out. I'm going home. <laughs> and Bubba's gone, he sees things that others just don't see, that we can't see. Literally, I'm just like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> but it was, it was just the biggest PR stuff I've ever been involved in in my life. And I've been involved in a few. Embar- embarrassing. You're listening to Actual Normal. We need to cover the Millwall mural before we, we close out, chaps. Yes. Yeah. The, the new Millwall mural, mural at the uh, Zampa Road. For those that don't know, the the old one was um it was obliterated, I think, wasn't it? By um yeah British, British Rail Track. I don't know who did it, Mike. Was it the um yeah, so it's on the railway bridge, and I think National Rail um, just painted over it or cleaned it up without realizing the <laughs> sentimental value um, of, of the of new it, Harris which, iconic uh, image on this. It's dangerous. Yeah, um, thank God there hasn't been a uh, sort of body found somewhere <laughs> for that. <laughs> I think the, um, the, the, I don't know if it's the club or Rail Track or the Supporters Club or who's done it, but they've got a, like a local graffiti style street artist. Um, into put a new mural up on the on the aisle, so it's going to have two sides to it. And there's there's a there's like a railway type sign that he's done with Millwall written on it, which I think quite looks quite nice. With a a, a roaring lion, which I think is a is a work in progress um, at the moment. Um, I think there was a lot of comment online about the lion and how accurate it was to the the Millwall roaring lion, but I, I believe you shouldn't judge anything until it's finished. Um, it did have a slightly Tommy Cooperish, just like that kind of look to it. Um, but as I say, it isn't finished yet. So um, I'm hoping it's going to look pretty good. Um, certainly the old one that had its day. I mean, it was covered in um, tags. So they're called tags, Mike. Yeah. You're, you're more in touch with the kids than me, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, not really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it looks good. I read, <laughs> I read somewhere. Well, apparently they're doing the Neil Harris one again on the other side or something. Someone said on Oh, are they recreating it? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, according to someone on Twitter. Uh, that might be absolute bollocks who knows but um yeah i think it looks okay um yeah the lion's not quite finished but um yeah i think it look, looks all right i maybe national rail have had their say like you need to put millwall fc in a train sign and we'll uh we'll approve, approve yeah the but um, yeah, it, yeah it, it looks all right but it it what i liked about the neil harris one was the kind of mystery behind it it was just mm. sort of done randomly no one knew who did it it had that raw nature about it and it was a sentimental picture of after he scored against Leeds wasn't it um it was an iconic image wasn't it it was it was you know yeah um, and also it was done by some local Banksy wasn't it it was yeah someone did it It as graffiti it was um it wasn't corporate and I think that there's um you know it's a bit like when um 
you know, major brands hijack um, a song by some previously rebellious band, like the, the Rolling Stones in their, in their young days were rebellious kids, and then they suddenly find themselves advertising Apple or, you know, or one of these major world, world, worldwide global brands. There's, there's a slight sense of... Um, it's kind of corporate rebellion package too, isn't it? Um, and I, maybe there's a touch of that, but you know, if it, if it makes the railway arch look better, I, I think um, more power to his elbow. I wonder how long it can I'd, survive uh, without more graffiti. Though, I'd Mike, prefer, yeah. Well, I'd prefer someone just went up to it and painted with a big old brush and a big uh, tin of white paint that WHU turn back, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> my fault. Just do that. That'd be fantastic. The old Alderson Road. Go on then, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. If that actually happens, it, I'll put it on record. It was not me. I've always, uh, I've listen. always, I've always harboured fantasies of being a graffiti artist like Banksy or was it the French guy <laughs> that based his act on as a the rat or whatever his name was. And uh, I always fancied that, but I've never had the courage to do it, listeners. So, uh, so, so it's, it's a, it's a career for another life, perhaps <laughs> if we have to come back. <laughs> um, as soon as Mike Waver is not around, can I do uh, a quick? club shop update please. of course you can mate. go for um, it um it's something obviously you know we've got a lot of disposable income to dispose of so i thought why not i'll do a little um i'll do a little update firstly the line store is currently operating an online service only which means that you should be able to get your products within two to three working years um, <laughs> <laughs> from, home, uh, from home there's an away kit third kit and travel it's all 60 percent off it ends on saturday third of june Make sure you get uh, you, you pop online and get it. Uh, the adult away shirt is 18 quid. You've got a small, here we go, here we go, a small, a 4XL, 5XL, 6XL left. So plenty of variety. 6XL. Don't wash down and get them. The white shirts, <laughs> we've, got any, we've got a long sleeve version of the white shirt. That's quite well popular. We've got a small, medium, large, 2XL, 3XL, 4XL. Got, we, we've got them. But um, by the way, uh, I've actually just sold a couple of Macron football shirts, not Millwall ones. And uh, it turns out that the 6XL is actually like a, a normal medium. So uh, just be, 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 be careful. <laughs> we need to get for this flag day at the Dane, don't we? We need to get one of those 6XL shirts and drive that across couple of rows of the trees the hoodies uh have popped back on i quite like the hoodie you know the the, the 2019 20 adult players travel hooded sweatshirt 18 quid i thought to myself i'm having one of them you can save 60 percent. yeah uh, it, it, it's a no-brainer <laughs> i've gone on the site it's offered me a small and then it said it's out of stock all the time seven days but it won't actually let me order it so that's just a confusion but ladies and gentlemen the big news this week Husky Original and Husky Protein are now available on the club shop. Let me describe it. Husky Original is a rich, luxurious milk chocolate drink with a perfect balance to be served ice cold and on the go. It's got UTZ certified cocoa, which I know Michael Avery was very, very keen mm, okay. uh, to check out the protein version. Um, well, it's also a rich, luxurious milk chocolate drink with a perfect balance to be served ice cold and on the go. UTZ certified cocoa. There's no real... Uh, protein advantage from what we see however however this is what i've got to say i've checked out the old deliveries situation and uh, apparently any orders over 10 pound it's six pound 25 delivery so so to make it worthwhile if you're ordering oh. something milk you order it order something decent you know but buy, buy something decent there's all sorts of crap you can buy on the club shop Millwall sweet tubs um <laughs> i don't know Please note, sweet tubs may vary from picture listed. A meal will flat cap for 25 quid. 
uh, scarves for 12 quid. Everyone needs a scarf in, in, in this kind of weather. I a do. beanie hat for nine jibs as well. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. A load of kits available as well. Um, so yeah, there you have it. Your club shop update. Wonderful. Get on the Husky. Anyone who's on the Husky, if you ordered it and you're drinking it, let us know. Is it just rebranded Yazoo? I had a taste of it last well last season, this season. It was all right. It's all right. Yeah, that's nice. I'm not sure I'd go bonkers on it, but then, you know, I don't drink much of that chocolate milk stuff anyway, really. But I've not, not tried it yet, but if Husky are listening, uh, please get in touch with me and I will send you my address and I will we're plug looking, it in a future show. We're looking for a sponsorship from Husky. No, we're, we're making no bones mm. about it. I'm not interested in funeral, funeral directors and stuff like that. We want, <laughs> we want Husky chocolate. We want, we, sweet, want we want the big boys. We want the Swedish yeah. Formula One team. Okay. Exactly what we want. Um, Nick, are we looking ahead to Barnsley? Yeah, Barnsley. Big game, um, injury, injury. you know, stretching the defence, possibility of Hayden Muller. Muller, I don't know how you pronounce his surname, Muller or Muller. I think I might call him Muller, like the great Gert Muller. Um, possibly coming into the defence, as we've touched on already, huge amount of stake. Um, hopefully the return of Mason Bennett will give us a little bit more firepower up front. So um, I am going to predict a Lions win for Saturday. I, I, I fell foul of optimism last week, but I'm still on that optimistic train. So I'm going to go for Barnsley nil, Millwall two as my my score prediction. Fair enough, Nick. Well, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to predict a win after all that miserable talk <laughs> about being out of playoffs. <laughs> I'm going to say win as well. I'm not sure how I've changed, but um, but I'm going to go, yeah, slightly less exciting, uh, a 1-0 uh, victory for the Lions, uh, I believe. Good stuff. Aaron? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to back Michael Hayden on that, but I'm going to actually say mm. how the form says it should be said, which is 0-0, uh, Millwall 1. I think that is how it's going to go. Tom Bradshaw to bite on his uh, return yep. to York well. That's, uh, that's how I'm looking at it. Um, but yeah, Chaps, yeah, keep safe, everyone. Keep safe. Hope you're uh, hope you're all safe and well. Enjoying the weather, and uh, hopefully uh, we see another positive, well, positive performance from the Lions on Saturday. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Michael Hayden. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to After the Movie. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arrivederci, Mool. Till next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.